Good morning. Good morning. It's 2.30 p.m. (laughs) Uh, That's a perfect time to podcast. Nobody wants to podcast in the morning. (laughs) That's true. I mean, we keep saying we will, and then we just dick around for like several hours. No, we've been hanging out for (laughs) days. It's the best. Since 8 a.m. It's the best. (laughs) We start texting at 8. I know. And here we are. We're here to talk for you people today. (gasps) On all the fucks. A podcast about caring so much. Oh, so deeply. Look, we know everybody and everything tells you it's so cool to not care. I mean, I guess maybe we think it's cool to not care too, but like good fucking luck. Yeah. (laughs) No, I I remember as a kid, I was (laughs) in the never ending story. When Artax starts sinking into the swamp of sadness, I was like, I know, buddy, I know. <laughs> I get you so hard. That moment is imprinted. Yeah. 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 There's so much about all of it. And he's like yelling at him not to be sad. And I was like, you oh can't yell God. at someone not to be sad. <laughs> that doesn't work. Atreyu, you asshole. <laughs> piece of shit. He was a real dick. <sighs> oh, my God. I can't wait to read that book. Oh yeah, so I just I just loaned uh, Jen the Neverending Storybook, which is um, I mean it's very much like the movie except for there's more stories and it's better. It's cool. Yay! I also, like I'm Jen Ponton. Oh, I'm Lillian Bustle. <laughs> they know who we are. They do. Hopefully, at this point, don't pretend like you don't know. <laughs> I mean, this is still better than a my favorite murder intro. <laughs> Uh, and by better, I only mean clearer. I mean, <laughs> obviously. Shout out to them girls. Shout out to them forever. Uh, so, uh, you know, like we're two very tender, um, mostly pretty decent human beings, but, um, but everybody fucks up. Uh, I'm not, I'm not perfect. Yeah. No, nobody is. I tried really hard for a really long time. Exactly. And it didn't fix me or my mom. (laughs) Yeah. You and I are both recovering perfectionists. Um, and I think part of owning your vulnerability and part of, uh, accepting that you care about everything is also really caring about the stuff that you flub. Oh, sure. And it's okay that you flubbed it. And it's okay that you care that you flubbed it. Oh. I don't know. I don't, I don't think getting over shit is a thing. Uh, <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. I mean, like forgiveness is a thing. Forgiveness. Right. Yeah. Right. But like, you can always care that you fucked something up. That's all right. That's normal. That's human. Yeah. You don't have to. There, there's not an expiration date. I know on that. Uh, my worst trait growing up um, was because I was I was very early aware of the social capital that came with having a good piece of hot goss. Oh, and I'm a very good confidential secret keeper now. But there were certain things, especially in high school people trusted me with and then I told one other person and then you know right uh and I don't know why I couldn't stop well it was because there was just so many emotions and everything was just so fucking sweaty like (laughs) dude like you guys have already seen this now by this point but I'm telling Lillian uh so the the little teaser for our Valentine's episode is called everything sweaty Oh, it's so sweaty. Everything is so sweaty. Oh. Needs so much water. It's so warm. God, get your electrolytes. <laughs> I, yeah, no, everything just like, you know, 
there was nothing that didn't matter. Everything mattered so much. Dude, everything still matters. And then it part so part of it was like the pleasure I got when somebody did confide in me. Mm. And then like being able to tell my bestie, like, no, 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 this and that and that. And we like, we were right about this. Or like, do do do. And I did not stop even when it came around and bit me in the ass multiple times. And then I think it was in college when I finally figured it out. Like just that I stopped that it was gossiping. a tendency? Oh, oh no, I knew it was a tendency. I was very aware that I was doing it when I was doing it. You just it. liked it. I just, I couldn't not. It felt pathological, honestly. Uh-huh. Um, it was a rush. It was like, I felt it was a power thing. Like I felt important when sure. they were telling me and I felt even more important when I was repeating it. And then I felt like a terrible piece of crap on a piece of shoe on a piece of shoe, piece of crap on a shoe <laughs> when the person found out that I had talked about it. Mm. Weirdly enough, people didn't that stop sucks. trusting me. I would have stopped trusting me. Right. Well, Capricorn. I know. <laughs> uh, and it wasn't everything. It wasn't everything. It was just like, I can remember mm, 10 good times that someone told me something in confidence that I was like, oh my God, I'm not proud of it. And I'm very, very good at keeping secrets now. Yeah. Yeah, you're a little lockbox. Yeah. <laughs> I um confidences. Confidence. Secret sounds um like there's like maliciousness behind it. Yeah. No. Confidences. And I um I had this weird thing where I lied for no reason. Um just oh. at, like in conversation, especially if it was somebody who I didn't think I'd ever see again. I was improving. I was riffing. Yeah. Um, but I remember there was this real cute guy in college. This is awful. This, um, he was so sweet. His name was Sully, and he was dating this girl who was wearing um, uh, a Star of David. And I, I, what I actually said out loud was, I love your necklace. What I almost said out loud was, I'm Jewish too, oh. which is a lie. Oh. And that was when I was like, oh, I have a problem. Oh, I need an outlet. Yeah. Yep. yep. And I think I found so many outlets. Um, And that was, it was partly about relating to people, but partly because it was fun to just make something up on the spot. Right. So then I would do it. I'll do it at parties. I'll do it at parties where I'm never going to see people again. Sure. I'm like, like, like George from Seinfeld. I'm an architect. Like, that's fine. Right, right, right. Or, uh, or that episode of 30 Rock where Jack goes to Liz's reunion. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's so good. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he goes to her reunion with her because he kind of, like, he needs an ego boost and he's feeling really uh, shitty. Yeah. And he's like, let me go to your, like, stupid podunk Pennsylvania town and, and go see what these losers do. And everyone's like, oh, we haven't seen so-and-so in so long. And he's like... I'm so-and-so. Oh, no. I don't know. I know this name by heart most of the time, and I can't remember it in this moment. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and they're like, whoa, whoa, what about that time you nailed her in your car? And he's like, whoa, that was the raddest. I mean, it's really, it's very funny. I invented Post-it notes. (laughs) I love, I mean, duh. I wrote a pilot called The Reunion. I have an entire series built on it. I love reunion stories. Me too. Just like everything about my psyche gets stimulated oh for them yeah uh do you have reunion stories maybe we should make that another oh i do yeah let's make that another topic because i have such a nice reunion i have some good ones hell yeah you do oh i had the nicest reunion i had the nicest uh, 15 15 year uh two years ago it was so it was the shit 
the shit. And I had already written my show. Nice. That's so good. <laughs> and I feel like I have to put an asterisk oh. when I when I put the trailer out. I'm like, hey, guys, this is not how I feel about you. Oh. oh this is, these are different feelings mm. that I'm funneling into the, <laughs> into that. <laughs> Don't ask about them. <laughs> That's for me no, and no. my therapist. Oh. <laughs> real um but yeah I, I um i can't think offhand of anything specific but i did it so much where it was it's really fun yeah i just wanted so badly to relate to people and yeah and i did it a lot when it was someone who i did not feel like i had anything in common with mm. um like i don't know if people played tennis and i would be like oh i mean i did play tennis growing up i didn't play tennis growing up i took like a couple lessons right uh and I can read people's energy and match enthusiasm and things like that. Right. And if people are drunk, then I'm already halfway there. Absolutely. And it's a party. It's about connection. I know. I, uh, I, I, I still, you know, I'm like, I'm a fraud. <laughs> oh. That's fine. I'm not always a fraud. Well, sometimes I, I get know. paid to be a fraud. Well, exactly. I'm exclusively paid to be a fraud. <laughs> so I get it. <laughs> Lillian Bustle, naked fraud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i um, think that i think that's also too like why the earnestness that we share is so potent because mm. it's like look like you gotta own cheese. something you got something has to be just for you yes. by just for you i clearly mean for the you know sure. the world to consume but like yeah something's got to be just for you yeah so uh i i i lied um, but I wasn't a pathological liar and I definitely didn't do it to connect. When I lied, I did it to, to gain some kind of ground on somebody. So like oh, if people, sure. yeah, if people were picking on me. Oh, I don't even count that as oh. a bad thing. No, <laughs> completely don't. Yeah. 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 That's, um, <laughs> but however, I, I would say the first, like the first, like mm, the first not good shit that I started doing was, um, I started gently shoplifting and stealing uh you know like I have I, plenty of shoplifting stories i do think there's the most part like a point in your childhood when you're like well i want this and that's what usually happens so i'm just gonna take it without doing that thing uh -huh. and it might be short-lived and it might not like mm -hmm. i obviously there are people for whom it's still a thing and like that's that's your thing for me at like 11 12 no less 10 ish, 9, 10. I was, um, I just, I started stealing. I started seeing things at people like friends' houses that I, I'm like, dumb shit. Mm. Like a, like a hairbrush. Oh, sure. I remember, I remember a friend of mine had a purple hairbrush and like, I got what my mom got me and my mom had really short hair and uh, granted I had fairly short hair too, but I wanted like, I wanted like the brush with the pat with the air in mm -hmm. it and with like with the bristles with the little nylon dot on yeah, the Yeah, and they had different colors on the dot. And they had different colors and you know, maybe an ergonomic handle. And this oh. was a purple shimmery brush. And like she had owned it for however long, like it wasn't new. It was five dollars at the store. Sure. I wanted it so badly that one day I just took it home with me. And I remember like it kind of setting in that it wasn't 
okay mm. when her mom confronted me. Because it was about wasn't. a $5 hairbrush, though. Right? Okay. Yeah, exactly. And she was like, I can't believe you'd steal that. Like, what gives you the right to take other people's things? And I was like, oh, this is not what I thought it was. Uh... Um, and at the same, and uh, I mentioned in a previous episode that I would do after school care with, uh, with a really sweet family. Um, uh, the, these, the stay at home mom who was also like an EMT and her two kids, both of whom her, her two daughters who were both younger than me. I loved them. We had a great time and they lived on a big farm with a giant RV in the back and we would play in the RV constantly. Um, that sounds like a dream. It was. Yeah. That was the best. It was the best after school situation. That's amazing. The only bad part was that they made me watch Grease a lot. <laughs> A lot. Grease 2 ever? Never Grease 2. I watched that on my own and I was like, oh, this is the one I want. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <the> one <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, when Pogs became popular. <laughs> when Pogs. Po- tell the children what Pogs are. Pogs. Guys. Guys. There was like a two-month blip in the universe. <laughs> it really was like two months. I don't. Look. There was a way to play them, and there was a way, and otherwise there was collecting them. Yeah. And Pogs were basically tiny uh, cardboard discs with designs on them, and like uh, like trademarked designs. Like they would do deals with Disney and Nickelodeon and Marvel and DC and, you know, every commodity. Um, and these little tiny, and cardboard like the thickness of a cracker box. Mm-hmm. Real, like... Chipboard. Yeah. Dumb. Chipboard. Oh, they're very good. Uh, and you would buy them in little packs, and somehow you could play them, and it involved a big pod. Oh, I had a boyfriend. The Slammer. Was. There was a the slammer, slammer that was right, a little right. bit bigger. That was plastic. Yes. It was a heavier, heavier. piece. It was more like a poker chip. Like yes. A, like a, yep. like a three, three deep po- poker chip. Mm-hmm. And there was a way to play them, but I didn't know any kids who played them. I just knew that they were being collected. And they had them in all different kinds of things. Like, they had Star Wars ones and Winnie the Pooh ones and Cinderella ones. (laughs) Mine were all Jesus and Garfield. (laughs) Ah, Salvation and lasagna. (laughs) Preach, preacher. (laughs) Banzai. looked up wiki how on how to play pogs bless you uh stack the pogs face down once you've shuffled them make a big stack so it's yours and the other person's pogs so that's another reason why i didn't play pogs because i didn't like losing things i wasn't gonna like like magic the gathering where you actually like take each other's cards oh shit yeah no i wasn't into that so um so apparently like you hit the slammer you hit the stack with the slammer and then you like keep whichever ones are face up after you slam the stack, something like that. Super dumb. It was not barely a Real game. Dumb. It's like jacks. Uh, so these fucking pogs. I mean, and and these girls that I that I stayed with, like they had they had so many pogs, and they all had Disney characters on them. And it was some, some of them were shiny. They had like the foil or the mylar oh, on yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, right. Some of them were like magic eyes. Mm-hmm. 
And I wanted them so badly that I took some pogs. Um, I took like my favorite characters. And I remember, I remember having them like in a drawer in my room and looking at them and like not feeling great about it. And I'm like, mm. why doesn't this feel nice? Why don't, why don't I like having these? And I didn't understand it. But they totally knew that I had been taking pogs. Um, and I probably got called out on it. And I might have, I, I might have returned them. I might not have. Huh. But they definitely, they knew. Because at a certain point in my staying with them, I guess I had probably taken some more stuff. And one day, uh, the mom, uh, she was looking for a check that she had written. And she had like put it in the secretary and it wasn't there. And when she, and, and she confronted me and she was like, I know you took that check. Where is it? You need to give it back to oh, me. And Jesus. I was, I'm, I'm like nine. I don't even know what a check is. Right. Like now I'd take a check. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, but no, now it's I much harder to get away with that. I didn't do that. Oh, that sucks. It was all, I got a lot of, I got a lot of bad shit pinned on me as a kid mm. that I didn't do, um, which was awful and very formative. Mm. <laughs> Yay. But, um, but no, and I, like it took me saying it over and over and over again. And then she found it and she's like, oh, she called me Jenny. And she's like, Jenny, I'm really sorry. Uh. And I'm like, I thank you. Also, I'm not going to take stuff anymore. And uh, <laughs> and I stole a little from Claire's. I remember they uh, they had like a – They make it so easy, they though. They make it real easy. Although, again, I, I think so much of it was not understanding on my behalf. Like, oh. like I knew it wasn't right, but I don't think I knew how wrong it was. Hmm, I very much knew. <laughs> By the time I started taking stuff, I was very well aware. I don't know. And it was very, it was very short-lived on my – on my part and it, it and I you know it started with well I see this and I like it and I don't have this thing so maybe I'll just take it uh, yeah it was I mean really again broken wing babe in the woods oh yeah but I remember I had this little uh like a shitty um uh, plastic dolphin necklace Oh, everybody had one. Yeah, and it was just I mean, on a, it was on, on a like black nylon. silk cord. Yeah, 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 black silk cord. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. I had that, and maybe a couple of keychains. And again, the sense of like this should be satisfying that I have it. Why am I holding it and it doesn't feel right? Mm. So yeah, that was a weird couple of years where I was, I don't know. It was it was just like a strange dawning. And also uh, sounds like a river of self-awareness, too, because you were like, oh, this didn't actually make me happy. Right. Oh. I know, like, two big feelings for someone who absolutely should be like, yeah, I got pop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I, uh, um, I mean, I stole stuff for a very long period of time. And um, not that I consider – it was mostly mischief. Yeah. Like, it wasn't – I never stole a car. <laughs> And some of it was because I needed something and some of it was because I wanted to see what I could get away with. But also I was terrified of getting in trouble. So I had to make sure if I was going to steal something, I was going to make sure that I was not going to get caught. No chances because I was terrified of authority figures and I was terrified of my mom knowing that I got in trouble for anything. So the one time I can think of an exception for that was in fifth grade, we switched classes for math. 
And I sat at this boy Corey's desk and they had different desks in this classroom where it was like a little table. Have I told you this story before? Maybe. Uh, a little table with a chair, which I was jealous of because I was squishing my fat ass in the one of those, the ones with the cubby underneath and then the, what, like the little L-shaped desk thing that was attached to it. Uh, so I, I actually liked that math class. It was also a male teacher, which you very rarely got back in the day. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh yeah. Mr. Morowski. I had more male teachers at an early time than I than probably was typical. Really? Yeah. Uh, starting in fourth grade. I had a fourth grade male teacher of two. And then in seventh grade and eighth grade. Seventh grade, both homeroom teachers were guys. Oh. And eighth grade might have won. But yeah, seventh grade, you had either Mr. Berger or Mr. Nino, which was like the first. And they were both. They were like two radio DJs. Nice. They were like two morning DJs. It was great. They were really fun. I mean, you need that for homeroom, especially. Oh, my God. Totally. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, this um, math class, and I could see I loved Micro Machines so much. I don't know why. I wasn't into, car like, trucks and cars. Like, I wasn't that kind of – I wasn't, like, a dump truck girl. Uh -huh. um, but – which, no offense. Like, whatever. Lots – but, like, not construction vehicles. Not to be confused with dumps like a truck. truck no, truck. <laughs> no, that was later. Uh, also, didn't care about Hot Wheels too much, but Micro Machines I fucking loved, and it was because what they were so the tiny. They were so teeny tiny. Micro Machines were like, if like a like an inch. If and a matchbox half. is this. Oh yeah, yeah, no, like a quarter Michael. of that. Oh wow, they were super tiny. Like you could fit them on a quarter. Huh. Um, maybe a little bit bigger, but regardless, um, little. They were so little. And the Micro Machine Man, do you remember the ads? He was like um, John Mighty Mouth Messina. And he talked really fast. And he was like, blah, blah, why don't you? Blah, blah, blah. You have Micro Machines. Micro Machines, blah, 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 blah. And I was weirdly obsessed with him. I actually have, <laughs> I have oh, I'm so had uh, a tape that I got at a dollar store later on of him telling like classic stories in a minute. Like Pyramus and Thisbe. <gasps> I was just, I thought it was amazing that he could That's talk so, so fast. Good. Oh my God. Best thrift store find ever. <laughs> best. And I, and I love the micro machine. So <clears throat> there I am in a math class. Like I'm bad at math. I'm probably no, like, Wah. of course I'm going to look in this kid's desk. Yeah. Cause you could see it. It was like a, the desktop it was a tabletop and then a little cubby oh. right underneath it. So you could see right into it. So I was like, do, 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 do. And it wasn't even at the back of the desk cubby. It was like right at the front where you put the pencils. Yeah, yeah, in that little little yeah, the river. Ridge. Mm -hmm. And I looked at it, and then I didn't listen to anything else that happened in math class because I just was like, "How am I going to take this? I want it so bad." Oh. And you were plotting. I was wrestling with my own like morality, <laughs> and eventually stealing it one out over possibly getting caught. And again, sweaty. I was like, oh. uh, and I took it home and it wouldn't have been noticed because air house was messy and B, I already had micro machines. But the next day they were like, Hey guys, somebody stole one of Corey's micro machines. You guys know you're not supposed to bring toys to school, but that's not really the point. Like the point is this was his and somebody took it. And uh, I felt terrible about it. And I brought it back the next day and I just put it back in his desk after math class. So they must have known it was me. That feels 
feels like such mixed messaging from what we get as adults. And if I call bullshit on it, because if you're taught in school that you shouldn't bring these things, but also if you take it bad, bad. Right. Um, sorry. What about literally every bit of small print that we see now that says we are not responsible if your shit goes missing, mm -hmm. even when you are paying us for a service. I'm so mixed messaging. What the fuck? <laughs> mixed messaging that only affected people like me. Right. Who, who was like so squishy and honest that I was like, I'll never do it again. So honest. Oh, yeah, and I prayed about me. it. I oh, was like, you I'm sure sorry, did. God. Um, yeah, I that was probably the thing that I felt. I mean, I've done other shitty things, but I felt the worst about that. I think my most satisfying steal, the one that I finally convinced myself, you know what? You need to not feel badly about this. Ooh. Uh, I was... Uh, my folks had family friends who had uh, kids who were younger than me. Like they were little when I was like nine and I didn't not have toys. I had toys, but I wouldn't say you didn't I didn't have their toys. I didn't have their toys. <laughs> and I wouldn't say I was a spoiled kid. I grew up in comfort, but I wouldn't say I was spoiled. And, uh, and I remember we were visiting these family friends on like a beach in Connecticut. It's a big beach house. Uh, it was weird. It was sort of Hamptonsy, and uh, it was a new build. And their kids were little. And I remember the Lion King had just come out, so it was like '94. And the little girl had this Lion King pencil box. That was so, it was not just a pencil box. It was decked out. It had cubbies of all kinds. It had a sharpener in there. Ooh. It had like stickers and shit. It was so, it was like padded vinyl what? on top. Yeah, it oh was not God, just a little a Cadillac metal. and pencil box. Oh, it was. It was. <laughs> and I'm looking at it all day long and I'm like, I want that thing. Mm -hmm. And my parents are not going anywhere near a Disney store. That was also part of it. Like, I knew there were certain things I could never mm. have because there were places my parents refused to go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ever. Mm -hmm. And they would not go as far as the mall that had the Disney store. Mm -hmm. So I'm just, like, staring at it and coveting and coveting and coveting. And, fi and finally, we were about to leave the beach house, and I'm like, yoink! And... And all of those bad feelings were crowding me. And I was like, oh, you took this from a little kid. Eh, eh, eh. And by the time I got home, I was like, fuck it. I really like this. Ah! I really <laughs> like this thing. And you know what? I'm going to try and enjoy it. That's amazing. <laughs> it wasn't entirely uh, devoid of, you know, guilt and, and self-flagellation, but it was the most satisfying uh, <laughs> of all of that. So uh, the one time that I remember stealing oh no no i have two things that i stole with no compunction am i using that right i think compunction sure that's not one of my go-to's <laughs> <laughs> uh the things i stole and then feel bad about um one was uh lane bryant bras oh. i needed i needed nice bras my boobs were too unwieldy for cheap shit bras and then they would fall apart in a hot second especially if you got the ones that only had two hooks at the back like those were gonna rip immediately mm -hmm. instead of ones with like three or four sturdy ass like you're a, a, Support a broad parts. person who needs art, art, like architecture and engineering yeah this is right <laughs> right 
so yeah, I would wear, I would wear a dirt, you know, an old nasty Lane Bryant bra to the mall. And this was before they were putting the dingers on the bras. Because oh. sometimes they put the, it depends on what store you go to, what neighborhood you're in. Uh, but this, there were no dingers on these bras. And I would, I would leave, I would take like three bras in. I would leave my bra on the hanger and I would wear three bras out. Oh my God. That's the most boss thing I've ever heard. And I was like, thanks. It didn't work out. And they're like, bye. <laughs> and I was like, boop, boop, boop. I'm going to go hide in the back of Spencer's. <laughs> wore three bras out. <laughs> They were when you're in college and you get a hundred dollars a month from a work study. Oh, no, and you so can't expensive. spend thirty dollars on a bra. They were like right. twenty five to thirty bucks even back then. Right, exactly. No, uh, uh, and and especially and for me that was like eight pizzas. I mean, that was my <laughs> first real bra. I remember. Me um, too. So what? So I. I <laughs> I am an anomaly in my family physically, uh, a strong anomaly, and my mom had no idea what to do oh, when my breasts came in. None. Oh, my, my mom had big boobs, but she didn't understand mine, oh, which is weird. weird. Uh, my, mine did not, and she was like, well, let's go to JCPenney. And um, I was a double D by the time I was 16. And she found these, like, it was a JCPenney house brand. And they were these underwire soft cup, mm -hmm. full coverage bras called, like, know, Delicates or whatever. Sure. They were literally $12. Mm -hmm. And so I had this, oh, God, I had this bra in, like, every color under the sun. And, of course, I outgrew them very quickly, but you have no concept of that until you meet or uh, see someone. Yeah. And I thought I was, well, whatever, a 36 double D or something. And, uh, and I would go, I bought a couple on my own, maybe a Victoria's Secret. And that's when I started to outgrow them. I'm like, oh shit, this mm. is not good. I don't know what's going on. And for a little while, I like I could hold it together at Target. <laughs> Target <laughs> sort of took over from JCPenney. And finally, I was doing. I was in college, and I was doing a show with a friend of mine who's also plus. And we were we were, we were talking about boobs, and and she's like, "Well, Jen, what are you?" And I'm like, "Blah blah blah, double D." And she's like, "There's no way on earth you are a double D." I'm like, "Well, that's the bra I wear." She's like, "Well, that's not the size you are." And she was an LB sales associate, and so she's like, "Come on over." Her store was literally like a mile from school. Oh my god, that's and amazing! It was great, and she's like, "Come, I'm working this afternoon. I'm gonna size you, and we'll get you fitted." And it was the first time I actually wore a bra that fit my body, oh, and I was like, "Oh my god, what have I been doing with my life for six years?" Yes. Yeah. <gasps> oh my god, the outfits I have wasted. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, where I, where, like, uh, I remember looking back and seeing, I know I looked at my own boobs. I know what my boobs look like right now because I buy my own bras now. This one's from Torrid. Most of them are I from Lane Bryant, but, like, the Torrid ones are a little squeaky. Yeah. Torrid ones are squeaky. Um, but, good support, though. Yeah. Real good support. But when I look back at pictures where I have that double boob, like the boob on top of the boob. Quadra boob. Quadra boob. That's what I call it. Uh, and I just didn't know because, yeah, because nobody. Because what's the alternative? I and if you're bigger than a. Then like in, well, at certain times, if you're bigger than triple D, like good fucking luck. Mm -hmm. Have fun. Uh, 
Especially back when you couldn't mail order stuff all the time. Oh or like you God. had to send in a check and like get a catalog and do all that dumb shit. And then you didn't, then the return policy was, anyway, whatever. And pre-bloggers telling you which foreign companies yes. are actually, well, have their shit together. Yes. And being able to see other people in them who are actually your size mm -hmm. instead of like a soft size eight with a round face. Fuck off. Um, but <laughs> yeah. So anyway, still bras. No, no, uh. Qualms. 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 I'm pretty Qualms, sure Qualms. compunctions, right? Um, I mean, if you can go for more syllables, I say go for it. But uh, uh, <laughs> <Bush> Gardens. <laughs> um, when so I worked at a, a part of Bush Gardens called Threadneedle Fair, which isn't there anymore. And it was a fake Renaissance fair, and it was like, "Oh, welcome to Threadneedle Fair. We're all blah blah blah. I'm Pandora, and I'm this person and that." Um, uh, 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 like whatever we had a uh, Tristan, all of our Tristan. crazy names. How many wise were in that one? Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, not enough. <laughs> um, and so I was there for two years and then I think one or two years after I had left and gone to college, they closed the whole area down because it wasn't making any money, probably because so many people were stealing actual money from the area, which I didn't know. Oh, no. I took like a buck here or there, but it was mostly like slurpy money. It wasn't anything. And it was only if I had accidentally ch done change during the day wrong, you would get in trouble if your till was over. Oh. So if I counted and my till was over, I would just slide a couple Susan B's under my foot. Oh, I wasn't stealing. I was fixing it. Uh -huh. I didn't want to get written up. I can't do math. I've never been able to do math. I can't fucking count. I'm sorry. I can do so many things. County's not one of them. Um, so uh, when they were closing down the park, that part of the park, um, a bunch of us went back and we like hung around until it got dark. And that part of the park was closed at like five. And we went back and we, we literally ripped everything down. <laughs> like we took signs. I had the veggie dart sign for, it was all, it was all medieval games. So it was like slingshot with two T's and an E oh. or like whack a toad and things like that. Um, I mean, we stole everything because they were just going to throw it away. Mm -hmm. They were just going to take it down and get rid of it. And that meant right. so much to us. Absolutely. We took everything. Sure. And I, this, um, I'm talking like a, I don't know, a 24 by 20 heavy ass wooden sign with nails coming out of it, but we'd all carved our names on the back of it. Oh. So I put this thing, I put this thing on under my backpack and then I threw a poncho on top of it. It was not raining. <laughs> and then we like, we're trying to sneak out of the park because we still knew, even though we'd gone for two years, we still knew some of the supervisors and the area supervisors had like white shirts and like a little walkie talkie and stuff. They didn't look like, like they weren't wearing, they weren't fair bloomers folks. and shit. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> um, and there was a moment when like somebody ran into Juan and we were all like scatter. <laughs> Cause I like, because, and how, I mean, it's a testament to the time because every there's cameras everywhere now Right. that we walked out with giant pieces of the park. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> See, but like that, oh, I, oh, we, then we 
we there was I forgot out the back um out the back end there was a fence that led up to a parking lot and some people threw some shit over there. They threw it over the fence and then went and got it the other oh, way. Oh fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I don't think like to me that is absolute that's in trespassing territory. That is nobody's getting hurt. You're going right. to throw it away anyway. This is merely a little bit of bureaucratic bullshit. Right. Uh this does not apply to me. No. <laughs> However, apparently I was ready to go to jail for it because I am sure I could have gone to jail oh for that. Oh, God. Uh, but again, very certain that we weren't. Oh, I helped my friend. Um, so I had a friend who was obsessed with Clopin from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Which one's Clopin? Uh, Topsy Turvy, the jester guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know why singing it like that was going to help you, but <laughs> that's his big number. Um, so she was obsessed with Clopin. And we stole a, a tall as me cardboard cutout of Copan from a, a movie theater. Right. Um, there was some that fairies movie came out. And we stole like eighteen hundred pressed fairy clings, like window clings. Wait, fairy? No, not the Brian Friel thing. That Proud. Proud. Uh, maybe I don't think so. It was the little girls with the fairies. There was some. It wasn't pressed fairies. That was my book. Um, was it in the nineties? Yeah, late 90s. I mean, around the same time that we were stealing Colpen. It might have been at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, but it was about these two little girls. It was a real story of these girls who had taken pictures of fairies, but they turned out to be doctored. Hmm. Anyway, just doesn't stole so many. But again, it was like not hurting It's going to get thrown away anyway. It was exactly. promotional materials. It's promo materials. Right. It's going to go in the trash. It's going to go to landfill. It's not going and to be right a, now. It is bringing all of us great somewhere. joy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I have no, I have no compunction about that either. Oh, weirdly <laughs> enough, a lot of um, road cones. <laughs> oh, and for sale signs. Wow. Okay. Now that I'm saying all this out loud, <laughs> I, but I didn't like, do drugs. I didn't do drugs and I didn't get drunk. For sale signs, like for houses? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I did it. I, and then we would put them on other people's lawns. <laughs> oh, see, now that's great. I had two friends who, uh, oh man, they got in such. Oh, oh, I know a good thing. Um, how many, how many little uh, uh, crossed fingers do I have right now? I have so many pins in it. Little pins in it. Uh, I had two friends who, okay, this was so dumb and also so boss. They found <laughs> a toilet outside. They found a yes! they found a giant toilet outside that was obviously Wait, a normal toilet or a giant toilet? <laughs> I mean, it was a normal. You said a giant toilet. I, I guess I said giant because of what happens afterwards oh. is so bizarre. Oh no. <laughs> right. They found like two 16-year-olds found a toilet that was on what someone's a dream. Lawn. What a dream. And they took it and they put it. At the front door of our high school. Yes. <laughs> That's so beautiful. And uh, pre-cameras everywhere. Uh -huh. the, the joy. Like, yes. obviously it's good in some ways, but also let people do some fun shit. It's just mischief. It's, it's just, just mischief. Silly. And I remember, like, my God, as though... <laughs> As though these people needed smelling salts. There was such a kerfuffle in the morning. Like, oh, who would do this? It's like, you know who would do this? Children. 
children from the boonies who have nothing better yeah. to do and they're also not drinking found and driving toilet. they're not actually like they didn't hurt your property right. and i did a similar thing my senior year <laughs> to to the to the point there are hiccups on this track oh yeah hiccups are fine it's okay i get it um you don't no pressure um the two I did a similar thing that was even less harmful and certainly didn't involve me like herniating a disc to lift a fucking toilet <laughs> and take it across town to school. Oh, bless. Those kids were famous. Oh, yeah, they were. They were very, very proud of that. <laughs> they were. Um, but um, what I did, my like very neutered version of that was uh, a lot of kids just left their lockers unlocked. And so they would really? leave the, Yeah, they left their school IDs in there. And so one day I'm in a rehearsal and I'm just walking down the hallway and popping open unlocked lockers mm -hmm. and just collecting the student IDs. I would like, I could have just taken them home. I could have been much worse and just mm -hmm. had them, you know, go completely. I took all of the IDs and I strolled down to the principal's office. Nobody's there. And I put them on the assistant principal's desk. Just a wee bit of mischief. Oh, amazing. Dude, the... <laughs> The manhunt that happened in the wake of that was oh, so no. disproportionate. I mean, also lock your locker, dipshit. Lock your locker. That shouldn't have. They shouldn't have been mad at you. They should have literally been mad at every single person. Right. And that was sort of that my lesson. That was my harmless lesson. Was like, hey, there are people in this school all the time. Maybe lock your locker. People like me in this school all the time. Right. Locker, locker. Yep. And uh, obviously, it must have been enough of a headache for them in the morning to be like, will so-and-so please come to the office? So-and-so come to the office, collect your IDs. Or like, God forbid. But um, <laughs> I remember one of the administrators. They could have just had somebody admin like, take them down to everybody's homeroom. That's dramatic. Right. That's overly it was dramatic. So dramatic. And then what happened was they put one of the administrators in charge of the sleuthing. And look, I had a very clean, very, very clean uh, high school experience. I had not done anything. Oh, I was same here. That's why I got away with so much stuff. Yeah. Yep. And I didn't, I didn't do a lot. Mm -hmm. So the one time I needed to play my card, I remember this administrator was like, you were at your play rehearsal last night outside of this, outside of this hallway. Did you do it? I'm like, nope. Don't know what to tell you. Right. And like, but she spent, they spent an entire day's pay having this woman interrogate seniors on a prank that was totally insubstantial. That's embarrassing. I can't just. Yeah. You can't even call it an invasion privacy if you don't lock your locker. To the point, to my earlier point about the dumb desk rule combined yeah. with like, and the dichotomy oh, of that with the reality of now I understand being why you reacted like that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Right? I mm -hmm. mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so when we were talking back uh, about lying, like lying to get out of things is something entirely different. I was very good. So my mom was left-handed. Um, my mom. Oh, nice. I think left-handed people have way better handwriting. The people make fun of lefties, but I think that lefties in general have better handwriting. And my mom's signature was divine. I mean, beautiful. Mm. I, I, I will show you before we leave because I can I still see, forge it. I love my mom's. Um, uh, I love my mom's handwriting. It's so gorgeous. So and very difficult to emulate, as yeah. I've learned. Yeah, mine was not. <laughs> my mom later found a piece of paper where I had written her name over and over and over again. Ah! 
and she did not put it together. Normally she was suspect. She suspected me of everything I did. I was an angel. And she was always accusing me of doing oh, shit that I did so not shitty. do. It was shitty. Oh my God. Yeah. That only happened to me on a couple of like really traumatic instances. So to live in that environment oh, is awful. Yeah. No, it was constant. She was like, are you blah, blah, And it was always like, you're betraying me. And I was oh like, I don't, God. I'm literally an angel. <sighs> Our youth group at church only exists because I got people to come. <laughs> anyway, whatever. But the, the teachers and all the faculty really trusted me. And. Functional adults. Yeah. And um, I decided my senior year that I did not want to go to school any more than the amount of days that we had to go to school, which you couldn't miss. I'm going to say 25 days. Oh, my God. It was either 20. It might have been 20. But still, that's too much. That's too many. (laughs) It was a lot. That's that's like 10% of your school year. Oh, yes. Over. It was a lot. It's a lot. Eight, yeah, between eighteen and twenty-five, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go right around twenty. Holy, it was cow. a lot, and um, I was great. I never did my home like I never did my homework on time. Like I, I could pass the test. I would turn in papers that would like blow your hat off. I was, um, I mean, there's probably a word for that too. But like I was the slacker, slacker. And after I knew I had gotten into college, I was like, well, fuck it, then none of this matters. I'm gonna graduate. I'm not gonna not graduate. Nobody's going to look at my GPA from here. Anyway, forging her signature over and 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 and, um, calling ahead. I was like, hey, hi, this is Marsha. She's not going to be in school today. So just FYI, because my mom was dead asleep until three o'clock in the afternoon. Right. That was like every day for you. Oh, yeah. When would she go to sleep? Late, late, late. Oh, like five or six in the morning. Sometimes she'd be up when I was leaving for school. Hmm. What did she do at night? Uh, she would either play Millipede on the Atari, which she was very good at. Um, she even got a special uh, joystick because her thumb. Now, dude, I'm not that old. I, Atari, we had like revived <laughs> the Atari um, because yes. I thought it was kitschy and fun. Yes, yes. And we like, I, I renovated this Atari. The cat had peed on it centuries ago. Like it had been dormant and fucked up for easily 12 or 15 years by the time I got my hands on it. But then I was like, no, because when Atari went out of style, the dollar stores were all selling all the cartridges. So here we had like 40 unopened cartridges because my mom couldn't handle a deal. She was like, oh, well, clearly we need every Atari game. Oh, sure. But then the Atari didn't work, quotey unquote oh, no. I got it to work. And then my mom was the only one who played it. <laughs> oh, I played Journey Escape. Where you you had to get every member of Journey to their Scarab spaceship. Oh, it was oh, fun. I'm sure we can find a simulator. It was a band game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Do, 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 do. Playing in the background the whole time. Do, 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 do. Wait, which song? Which MIDI version of that song? Uh, of What song is that? Uh, Don't Stop Believing. <laughs> oh, do, 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 do. Yeah, 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 all right. I'm sorry you didn't get that for my wonderful rendition. <laughs> Uh, anyway, she would stay up <gasps> listening to, um, conspiracy theory radio. Uh, she would get hooked on, um, she did, a, she was a biblical scholar. Like she knew her shit. She knew the Apocrypha. She knew, um, she was talking about Kabbalah before anybody else white was talking about Kabbalah. Mm-hmm. Like she, um, was very into mysticism. 
Um, she would be doing research on Egypt, like she, with all the books that we never took back to the library. <laughs> um, yeah, that was technically stealing also. Right. Um, Except they never let you forget it. Well, our library didn't have any cards in the paperbacks. Or any beeps. Like there was no computer record of the paperback. No, right, right. It was so a it was stamp. just a stamp. Yeah. Yeah. So they wouldn't know if you never brought it back. Oh. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. I've lived a lie. <laughs> or the truth. Or the truth. We were living the lies. <laughs> Amazing. Uh yeah. Writing. She wrote a lot. Hmm. Um stressing out. Yeah. Not cleaning. Yeah. Sure. Dealing with mental illness. Right. So I don't know why this was the thing that we would do, but like we would, I would skip school with my friend Lish um, and then we would go to the food lion and then we would get like all the weird food that you would never eat as a grown up human being, like um, Dutch apple baby food. <laughs> it's delicious. Sorry, what? Um, Dutch apple dessert Gerber baby food. I don't know why. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, we would get like weird snacks. Man, and we the would things go, you want to do as a kid. We would go back to her place and like watch Pulp Fiction or something. Huh? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I should have done that so much more. Ugh. Oh, and Wasting. even better, sometimes we would just come in later in the day. Oh. Yeah. You'd pull a half day. Yep. Oh. Yep. Or sometimes we'd leave early and then that didn't count against your absences. I never went to school my senior year. Oh my the one time I got caught skipping was a day that I was in school, didn't intend to leave school, left um, our drama class. People would split up to prep to rehearse their one act. So people would go like in the little weird vestibule. People would go out in the hallway to rehearse because there was only one stage, obviously. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and a friend and I collected money from like the people in our play and we ran and got Slurpees, and we were back within 10 fucking minutes, and Officer Murray, swinging his dick around the parking lot, was like, what are you kids doing? And we're like, we're going to class. And he was like, well, where were you just now? And I was like, doesn't matter. We're going to class. And he was like, why do you have eight Slurpees? And I was like, do you want one? We're going to class. Oh, my God. You're such a boss. I love it. And so she got her parking spot taken away, and I got in-school suspension. Which meant you had to go, you couldn't go to your normal classes. You had to go like sit in a side room with delinquents for three days. What? I got. And my drama teacher, oh my God, it was breaking my heart. He was my favorite ever, Sully. Oh God. That's he looked, I'm gonna cry Sully's. just thinking about this. He oh fuck, I'm gonna cry. <sighs> he looked me in the oh god. Oh yes. Tell me the story. <laughs> I gotta know. Oh, he looked me in the face and he was like, you've disappointed me. Oh, no. I thought it was going to be that he came to you. No, no. Damn it. Dear listeners, I'm laughing and crying at the same time. But I was like, oh, my God. I ruined it. Oh, no. That is the worst feeling. He didn't even have the flavor of Slurpee that I wanted. What one did you want? Oh, I always like the blue raspberry one. Oh, yeah. The Coke ones I used to like, but then I didn't like them later on. The only thing uh, better than God. blue is lime. Whatever blue is ever supposed lime. to be. Lime. I don't like lime anything. I like I lime. I like watermelon. But yeah, I was like, oh, I've let everybody down. I think he said something like, grownups trusted you, and now nobody can trust you. Oh, my God. <laughs> and keep in mind that, like, if I was a senior, I was a year younger than everybody. So right. it's possible that I was 16. I was That's 17 when I graduated. That's a responsible thing to say to a kid, especially, like, 
look, you should get an utz. An utz is Yiddish for a little feeling. You should oh. get an utz. If you are in, if you work with minors, you should get an utz if something is not okay. Right. I have no doubt in my mind. <laughs> what? I have no doubt in my mind that numerous people could have had an utz about you. And like, how dare somebody use that, someone leverage that trust. I know. It happened again with my with my youth group leaders. Um, I decided that I was going to do that production of Man of La Mancha. And that meant that I had weekend rehearsals and I wasn't going to be there for like the last couple. Oh, and I got the job at Bush Garden. So I was like doing normal teenager things. Um, and yeah, and that was a similar, like, I can't believe you're just abandoning this youth group, which like I said, I kind of built from the ground up right. and they were, they were like, they were like, um, we believed in you. Ew. Oh, I know. Really gross. Ew. And that guy was like to that before then had been really lovely. And that was a real ugly, weird turn. I remember at the time feeling like this feels like a bad touch. You know what I mean? It's meant to be manipulative. Yeah. It's totally meant to be manipulative. That's oh. such a garbage. <clears throat> Um, I did not feel bad about this at all, but, um, we used to sometimes eat lunch in Sully's office, the drama teacher. Um, and before I graduated, I, he just, he wrote his name in like haphazard Sharpie on everything because probably people like me stole things from him. Um, and I did, I took a Sully stapler. I had a stapler from him, which Aww. I think I still have. Um, but yeah, like. I, we, we stopped eating in the dining room. No, we stopped eating in the cafeteria. That's what it's called. Um, probably my, my sophomore year. I wish they did call it the dining room. I don't know why they let us do any of the things that we did. Why would you let us sit in the hallway and eat when there's a perfectly good cafeteria? But we would eat on the stage. Like we would just go hide. You could just hide. You can't hide in schools anymore. Right. Oh, my old high school which I've spoken about previously, my old high school, God bless, uh, the, I had terrible, we'll get to it someday. I had terrible IBS until I went to college. Oh, baby. I talked about my high school a little bit before. Uh, it was an, it was an historic building, uh, lots of little hideable nooks and crannies, Hogwarts, but less magical. <laughs> <laughs> but you could, you could, you could hunker down and you could hide somewhere. Oh, and, yeah. um, there was this magic place behind the auditorium stage and it was technically like it was a vestibule that had stage load in access, mm -hmm. which is like a really, really generous term for what it was. <laughs> but still pretty upscale for high school. Man, Ours well, it, was, that. it was like an, it was like a, it was like a, a slaughterhouse door, slaughterhouse barn door. <laughs> With nine hundred, sorry, with nine hundred coats of paint. So that and blood dripping out. Of the it floor. also this vestibule also had the entrance to the boiler room. So oh, like, yes. if you felt like in math class you're gonna fall asleep and Freddy Krueger might lure you down, your friend in like a body bag. Hey, mm. there, it's right there. That's amazing. And there was a singular bathroom stall with a door that locked that was meant for faculty only but nobody used this thing 
ever. Oh, I like you. So I that, used to use faculty bathrooms too. Go on. Uh, but was but my, I didn't have a secret boiler room. That when. was my secret boiler room bathroom. Oh, who wants to poop during school? Oh my God. And I, oh my poor stomach. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. My IBS was, was just awful. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. My, I had terrible Good IBS for you. until I was like 18. Break into every bathroom. Absolutely. That's <laughs> If you couldn't tell, we are nowhere near done discussing this one. Tune in next week for part two. Thanks so much for listening. Next time on All the Fucks. On this road, there was this beautiful old house, and Danette and I went there alone, and it was so creepy haunted, and there was like a piano in disrepair, everything was just peeling and cracked and like, like, like Silent Hill. Oh, God, yes. And we called it the Whistling House because there was something in there that was whistling. And I remember Danette, who still does urban, that's what we call it now, urban exploration. She still does it. It's so badass. Oh, yeah. Now at 35 and a half, I'm like, you could not pay me enough.